0: Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, right here in the live studios in the Haven, that's located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We hope all of you are safe and well and as happy as can be, and we hope that we increase your happiness by pouring the nectar of the sound of Srimad Bhagavatam into your ears. And we, we all relish it together and become inspired to give this matchless gift, uh, Krishna consciousness, to as many people as we can, according to our capacity, for the rest of our lives. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami inspires us with the glorification of the Bhagavatam to do just that. It goes like this <clears throat> Sarva Shastravdipi Yusha Sarva Vedai Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokai Ka O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems, of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva-Bhagavata-prana Śrīmad-Bhagavata-prabho Kalidvandotitāditya Śrī Krishna parivartita O life, heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, you were the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You were the exact image of Shri Krishna. pataya Prema Sarvada, Sri Krishnaya, Namos I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. mādeka bāṇḍo mād-saṅgīn mād-guro man mān-nistādaka mād-bhāgya mād-ananda-namostute My only friend, <clears throat> my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my saviour, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. Mm-hmm. I bow down to you. Mm-hmm. Asadu saduta dayin atini kada, hanamun mam, rit kanta yokspura. Mm-hmm. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please mm-hmm. never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, namo
1: Bhagavate
0: Vasudevaya. So hmm. Hmm. we've reached the 13th chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam the descendants of Dhruva Maharaj are being described and we are on the description of Utkala the son of Dhruva Maharaj beginning with text 10 10 Utkala appeared to the less intelligent persons on the road to be foolish, blind, dumb, deaf and mad although actually he was not so he remained like fire covered with ashes without blazing flames purport in order to avoid contradiction, and botheration and unfavorable situations created by materialistic persons, a great saintly person like Jad Bharat or Utkala remains silent. The less intelligent consider such saintly persons to be mad, deaf, or dumb. Factually, an advanced devotee avoids speaking with persons who are not in devotional life. But to those who are in devotional life, he speaks in friendship and he speaks to the innocent for their enlightenment. For all practical purposes, the whole world is full of non-devotees. And so one kind of very advanced devotee avoids them by by appearing before them as deaf and dumb. Such an advanced devotee is called a bhajanandi. Those who are Ghoshtyānandis, however, preach to increase the number of devotees. But even such preachers also avoid opposing elements who are unfavorably disposed toward spiritual life. Text 11 For this reason, the ministers and all the elderly members of the family thought Utkala, be without intelligence and, in fact, mad. Thus his younger brother named Vatsara, the son of Brahmi, was elevated to the royal throne and he became king of the world. Purport <clears throat> It appears that although there was monarchy, it was not at all an autocracy. There were senior family members and ministers who could make changes and elect the proper person to the throne, although the throne could be occupied only by the royal family. In modern days however, also, wherever there is monarchy, sometimes the ministers and elderly members of the family select one member from the royal family to occupy the throne in in preference to another text 12 King Vatsara <clears throat> had a very dear wife whose name was who, whose name was Swarviti, and she gave birth to six sons named Pushparna Tigmaketu Isha, Urja Vasu and Jaya purport Vatsara's wife is mentioned here as ishta, which means worshipable. In other words, it appears that Vatsara's wife had all good qualities. For example, she was always very faithful and obedient and affectionate to her husband. She had all good qualities for managing household affairs. If both the husband and wife are endowed with good qualities and live peacefully, then nice children take birth, and thus the whole family is happy and prosperous. Text 13 Pushparna had two wives named Prabha and Dosha. Prabha had three sons named Pratar, Madhyandinam, and Siam. Text 14. Dosha had three sons, Pradosha, Nishita, and Vyushta. Vyushta's wife was named Pushkarini, and she gave birth to a very powerful son named Sarvetaja. Text 15 and 16. Sarvetaja's wife, Akuti, gave birth to a son named Chakshusha, who became the sixth Manu at the end of the Manu millennium. Nadvala, the wife of Chakshusha Manu, gave birth to the following faultless sons Pudu, Kutsa, Trita, Dhyumna, Satyavan, Rita, Vrata, Agnishtoma, Atirata, Atiratra, Prajumna, Shibi, and Ulmuka. Text 17 Of the twelve sons, Ulmuka begot six sons and his wife, Pushkarini. They were all very good sons, and their names were Anga, Sumana, Kati, Kratu, Angira, and Gaya. Text 18 the wife of Anga, Sunita, gave birth to a son named Vena who was very crooked. The saintly king Anga was very disappointed with Vena's bad character and he left home and kingdom and went out to the forest. Texts 19 and 20 My dear Vidura, when great sages curse Their words are as invincible as a thunderbolt. Thus, when they cursed King Vena out of anger, he died. After his death, since there was no king, all the rogues and thieves flourished. The kingdom became unregulated and all the citizens suffered greatly. On seeing this, the great sages took the right hand of Vena as a churning rod and as, a result of, and as a result of their churning, Lord Vishnu, in his partial representation, made his advent as King Prithu, the original emperor of the world. Purport Monarchy is better than democracy because if the monarchy is very strong, the regulated principles within the kingdom are upheld very nicely Even 100 years ago in the state of Kashmir in India the king was so strong that if a thief was arrested in his kingdom and brought before him the king would immediately chop off the hands of the thief As a result of this severe punishment there were practically no theft cases within the kingdom Even if someone left something on the street no one would touch it The rule was that the things could be taken away only by the proprietor and that no one else would touch them. In this so-called democracy, wherever there is a theft case, the police come and take note of the case. But generally the thief is never caught nor is any punishment offered to him. As a result of incapable government, at the present moment, thieves, rogues and cheaters are very prominent all over the world text 21 Vidur inquired from the sage Maitre my dear my dear Brahmana King Anga was very gentle he had high character and was a saintly personality and lover of Brahminical culture how is it that such a great soul got a bad son like Vena because of whom he became indifferent to his kingdom and left it. Purport In family life a man is supposed to live happily with father, mother, wife and children but sometimes under certain conditions a father, mother, child or wife becomes an enemy. It is said by chanakya Pandit that a father is an enemy who, when he is too much in debt a mother is an enemy if she marries for a second time a wife is an enemy when she is very beautiful and a son is an enemy when he is a foolish rascal In this way, when a family member becomes an enemy it is very difficult to live in family life or remain a householder Generally such situations occur in the material world therefore according to Vedic culture one has to take leave of his family members just after his 50th year so that the balance of his life may be completed completely devoted in search of Krishna consciousness text 22 Vidura also inquired how is it that the great sages who were completely conversant with religious principles, desired to curse King Vena, who himself carried the rod of punishment and thus awarded him the greatest punishment, Brahmashapa. Purport It is understood that the king is able to give punishment to everyone. But in this case, it appears that the great sages punished him. The king must have done something very serious, otherwise how could the great sages, who were supposed to be the greatest and most tolerant, still punish him in spite of their elevated religious consciousness? It appears also that the king was not independent of the Brahminical culture. Above the king was the control of the brāhmaṇas and if needed, the brāhmaṇas would dethrone the king or kill him, not with any weapon but with the mantra of a brahma The brāhmaṇas were so powerful that simply by their cursing one would immediately die. Text 23 It is the duty of all citizens in a state never to insult the king, even though he sometimes appears to have done something very sinful. Because of his prowess, the king is always more influential than all other ruling chiefs. PURPORT According to Vedic civilization, the king is supposed to be the representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is called Nara Narayana, indicating that Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appears in human society as the king. It is etiquette that neither a brahmana nor a Kshatriya king is ever insulted by the citizens. Even though a king appears to be sinful, the citizen should not insult him. But in the case of Vena, it appears that he was cursed by the Naradevatas. Therefore, it was concluded that his sinful activities were very grievous. Text 24 Vidura requested Maitreya, My dear Brahmana, you are well conversant with all subjects, both past and future. Therefore, I wish to hear from you all the activities of King Vena I am your faithful devotee so please explain this Purport Vidura accepted Maitreya as his spiritual master A disciple always inquires from the spiritual master and the spiritual master answers the question provided the disciple is very gentle and devoted Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur said that by the mercy of the spiritual master, one is blessed with the mercy of the Supreme Lord. The spiritual master is not inclined to disclose all the secrets of transcendental science unless the disciple is very submissive and devoted. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the process of receiving knowledge from the spiritual master entails submission, inquiry, and service. Text 25 Sri Maitriya replied My dear Vidura Once the the great king Anga arranged to perform the great sacrifice known as Ashwamedha All the expert brahmanas present knew how to invite the demigods but in spite of their efforts no demigods participated or appeared in that sacrifice purport Mm. a Vedic sacrifice is not an ordinary an ordinary performance the demigods used to participate in such sacrifices and the animals sacrificed in such performances were reincarnated with new life. In this age of Kali, there are no powerful brahmanas who can invite the demigods or give renewed life to animals. Formerly, the brahmanas well conversant in Vedic mantras could show the potency of the mantras. But in this age, because there are no such brahmanas, all such sacrifices are forbidden. The sacrifice in which horses were offered was called Ashvamedha. Sometimes cows were sacrificed, Gavalamba, not for eating purposes, but to give them new life in order to show the potency of the mantra. In this age therefore, the only practical yajña is sankirtan yajña or chanting of the Hare krishna mantra. 20 hours a day there it is the secret Śrīla Prabhupāda kijai text 26 the priests engaged in the sacrifice when, then informed the priests engaged in the sacrifice then informed King Anga O King we are properly offering the clarified butter in the sacrifice, but despite all our efforts, the demigods do not accept it. Text twenty-seven. O King, we know that the paraphernalia to perform the sacrifice is well collected by you, and with great faith, with great faith and care, and is not polluted. Our chanting of the Vedic hymns is also not deficient in any way, for all the Brahmanas and priests present here are expert and are and are executing the performances properly. Purport. It is the practice of the Brahmanas conversant with the science to pronounce a Vedic mantra in the right accent. The combination of the mantra and Sanskrit words must be chanted with the right Pronunciation. Otherwise, it will not be successful. In this age, the Brahmanas are neither well versed in the Sanskrit language nor very pure in practical life. But by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, one can attain the highest benefit of sacrificial performances. Even if the Hare Krishna mantra is not chanted properly, it still has so much potency that the chanter gains the effect 28 Dear King We do not find any reason that the demigods should feel insulted or neglected in any way but still the demigods who are witnesses for the sacrifice do not accept their shares We We do not know why this is so report it is indicated herein that there if, that there, if there is negligence on the part of the priest the demigods do not accept their share in sacrifices. Similarly in devotional service there are there are offenses known as Seva aparad those who are engaged in worshiping the deity Radha and Krishna in the temple, should avoid such offenses in service. The offenses in service are described in the Nectar of Devotion. If we simply make a show of offering services to the deity but do not care for the seva aparad, certainly the Radha Krishna deity will not accept offerings from such non-devotees. Devotees engaged in temple worship should not, therefore, Manufacture their own methods, but should strictly follow the regulated principles of cleanliness, and then offerings will be accepted. Text 29. Maitreya explained that King Anga, after hearing the statements of the priests, was greatly aggrieved. At that time, he took permission from the priests to break his silence and inquired from all the priests who were present in the sacrificial arena. Text 30 King Anga addressed the priestly order. My dear priests, kindly tell me what offense I have committed. Although invited, the demigods are neither taking part in the sacrifice nor accepting their shares. Text 31. The head priests said, O king, in this life we do not find any sinful activity even within your mind, so you were not in the least offensive. But we can see that in your previous life you performed sinful activities, due to which, in spite of your having all good qualifications, you have no son. Purport. The purpose of marrying is to beget a son, because a son is necessary to deliver his father and forefathers from any hellish conditional life in which they may be. Chandnika Pandit therefore says Putrahinam kriham shunyam without a son, married life is simply abominable. King Anga was a very pious king in this life but because of his previous sinful activity he could not get a son. It is concluded therefore that if a person does not get a son, it is due to his past sinful life. Text 32 O King, we wish all good fortune for you. You have no son, but if you pray at once to the Supreme Lord, and ask for a son and if you execute the sacrifice for that purpose the enjoyer of the sacrifice, the Supreme Personality of Godhead will fulfill your desire. Text 33 When Hari, the Supreme Enjoyer of all sacrifices is invited to fulfill your desire for a son all the demigods will come with him and take their shares in the sacrifice. Purport Whenever a sacrifice is performed, <clears throat> it is meant for satisfying Lord Vishnu, the enjoyer of the fruits of all sacrifices. And when Lord Vishnu agrees to come to a sacrificial arena, all the demigods naturally follow their master, and their shares are offered in such sacrifices. The conclusion is that the sacrifices performed are meant for Lord Vishnu, not for the demigods. Text 34 The performer of the sacrifices under Karmakanda activities achieves the fulfillment of the desire for which he worships the Lord. Purport In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that He awards benedictions to the worshiper according to His desire. The Supreme Personality of Godhead gives all living entities conditioned within this material world full freedom to act in their own way. But to his devotee, he says that instead of working in that way, it is better to surrender unto him, for he will take charge of the devotee. That is the difference between a devotee and a fruitive actor. The fruitive actor enjoys only the fruits of his own activities. But a devotee, being under the guidance of the Supreme Lord, simply advances in devotional service to achieve the ultimate goal of life, life, to go back home, back to Godhead. The significant word in this verse is kāman, which means sense gratificatory desires. A devotee is devoid of all Kaman. He is Anyabilashitas Shunya. A devotee is always devoid of all desires for sense gratification. His only aim is to satisfy or gratify the senses of the Lord. That is the difference between a karmi and a devotee. Text 35. Thus, for the sake of, the, of a son for King Anga, they decided to offer oblations to Lord Vishnu, who is situated in the hearts of all living entities. Purport According to the sacrificial rituals, animals are sometimes sacrificed in the Jagya arena. Such animals are sacrificed not to kill them, but to give them new life. Such action was an experiment to observe whether the Vedic mantras were being properly pronounced. Sometimes small animals are killed in a medical laboratory to investigate therapeutic effects. In the medical clinic, the animals are not revived, but in the Yajna arena, when animals were sacrificed, they were again given life by the potency of Vedic mantras. The word Shippi Bishtaya appears in this verse. Shippi means the flames of the sacrifice. If, in the sacrificial fire, if the oblations are offered into the flames, then Lord Vishnu is situated there in the, in the form of the flames. Therefore, Lord Vishnu is known as Shippi Bishta. Text 36 <clears throat> As soon as the oblation was offered in the fire a person appeared from the fire, fire altar wearing a golden garland and a white dress. He was carrying a golden pot filled with rice boiled in milk. Text 37 The king was very liberal And after taking permission from the priests, he took the preparation in his joined palms and after smelling it, he offered a portion to his wife. PURPORT The word udaradi is significant in this connection. The wife of King Sunita was not fit to accept this benediction. Yet the king was so liberal that, without hesitation, he offered to his wife the boiled rice in milk prasad received from the jagya Purusha. Of course, everything is designed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As will be explained in later verses, this incident was not very favorable for the king. Since the king was very liberal, The Supreme Personality of Godhead, in order to increase His detachment from this material world, willed that a cruel son be born of the Queen, so that the King would have to leave home. As stated above, Lord Vishnu fulfills the desires of the Karmis as they desire. But the Lord fulfills the desire of a devotee in a different way, so that the devotee may gradually come to him. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, Dadami buddhi Yogam Tam, Yenamam Upayantite. The Lord gives the devotee the opportunity to make progress further and further so that he may come back home, back to Godhead. Text 38. Although the queen had no son after eating that food which had the power to produce a male child she became pregnant by her husband and in due course of time she gave gave birth to a son. Purport Among the ten kinds of purificatory processes one is Pung Savanam in which the wife is offered some prasad or remnants of foodstuff offered to Lord Vishnu so that after sexual intercourse with her husband she may conceive a child text 39 that boy was born partially in the dynasty of irreligion his grandfather was death personified and the boy grew up as his follower he became a greatly irreligious person purport. The child's mother, Sunita, <clears throat> was the daughter of death personified. Generally, the daughter receives the qualifications of her father, and the son acquires those of the mother. So, according to the axiomatic truth that things equal to the same thing are equal to one another, the child born of King Anga became the follower of of his maternal grandfather According to Smriti Shastra a child generally follows the principles of his maternal uncle's house Narana Matula Karma means that a child generally follows the qualities of his maternal family If the maternal family is very very corrupt or sinful the child, even though born of a good father becomes a victim of the maternal family. According to Vedic civilization, therefore, before the marriage takes place, an account is taken of both the boys' and girls' families. And according to astrological calculation, the combination is perfect. Then marriage takes place. Sometimes, however, there is a mistake and family life becomes frustrating. It appears that King Anga did not get a very good wife in Sunita because she was the daughter of death personified. Sometimes the Lord arranges for an unfortunate wife for His devotee so that gradually due to family circumstances the devotee becomes detached from his wife and home and makes progress in devotional life. It appears that the arra- by the arrangement of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, King Anga, although a pious devotee, got an unfortunate wife like Sunita and later on a bad child like Vena. But the result was that he got complete freedom from the entanglement of family life and left home to go back to Godhead. So that brings us, believe it or not, to 8 o'clock unbelievable so we'll stop our reading tonight and start up tomorrow night with text 40 in the meantime we'll patiently wait for the reflections from the assembled devotees Hare Krishna
1: The first is from <clears throat> Rati Manjari
0: Hare Krishna Rati Manjari
1: Jai Guru Maharaj oh. Jai Ho <laughs> All glories to the sacred sound connection
0: Yes <clears throat> So be it
1: And this is from Shradanjali Hare
0: Krishna Shradanjali the faithful and best half of Kalachanji. Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna to you. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi.
0: Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled sages. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Mad Bhagavatam.
0: Jai. Bhagavad Paranaki ki jai from Bhaktarupa yes Rupa.
1: thanks for reading this evening Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances all glories to Sri the Prabhupada today I found this nice quote about hearing from a Christian monk from around 250 AD John the ascetic <laughs> quote you must by all means strive to get rid of anxiety and worldly thoughts and give yourself over continuously to sacred reading until continual meditation fills you and the scriptures fashion you so to speak to their own likeness. Oh, uh-huh. Hare
0: Krishna, very nice.
1: We have to hear continuously from the Bhagavatam and gradually over time we become shaped by Shastra.
0: Yes. This is the prayer of the pure devotee. Please mold me in such a way that I can be um, a source of pleasure for you O Lord Hare Krishna
1: and next is from Daitari Hari
0: yes Daitari Hari
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada.
0: Prabhupada
1: thank you for tonight's reading it was an important point we heard in one of the purports that the spiritual master is not obliged to give answers to a disciple unless he is submissive and devoted. How do we best cultivate these qualities so that the spiritual master becomes inclined to impart transcendental knowledge to us?
0: Well, it's very simple, actually. Uh, sometimes the application may be difficult because of our previous activities in previous lifetimes and the nature of the time we're living in. Uh, But the the answer is very simple. We have to approach, we have to inquire submissively, uh, we have to offer service. And the spiritual master is pleased with that attitude and that behavior and then he bestows whatever knowledge he has uh, been given by his spiritual master. it's not it's not a complicated process. it's very simple but it requires application just like we just heard. If we hear the scriptures over long periods of time, then we become uh, pious. We heard that from John the ascetic. but the fact is that it requires, work on our part Uh, just as there's a duty of the spiritual master there's also the duty uh, and qualifications of the disciple so we have to uh, make a strenuous effort to think and feel and will and act according to the instructions given by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita and if we do that then the teachings of the spiritual master and of Krishna and of the great devotees of Krishna in the Shrimad Bhagavatam become activated in our character activated in our practical behavior Srila Prabhupada was fond of saying, um, Hearing means doing. If we're actually hearing, meaning we're hearing in an attitude that we want to serve, we want to follow, we want to act in a way that the Lord wants us to, then our character becomes so pleasing to Krishna that Krishna will want to come and see us. Or as Prabhupada put it in another way, uh, first deserve and then desire. If you act in a deserving way and if you desire the right thing, which is more service, then Krishna will want to come and see you. And only if Krishna wants to come and see you, can you see him. Because he's unlimited. And we're infinitesimal. We're tiny little jivas. So how can the jiva see, understand uh, the unlimited? Only if the unlimited agrees to uh, acknowledge and reveal himself to the soul and we understand and then see the Lord face-to-face. Hare Krishna. And and Śrīla Prabhupāda gave us a perfect uh, life of sadhana. Rising early, bathing, uh, performing Mangalārti, offering prayers to the Lord, uh, studying the Śrīmad-Bhāgavad-gītā and Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, uh, doing menial services, preaching, trying to help others, uh, worshipping the deity or the altar. We have here our little altar. There are no installed deities, but uh, they're being worshipped by a Bhayadas very nicely. And we are hearing and chanting in front of them every day like clockwork early in the morning. In this way we become purified and qualified. And um, because Krishna is supremely pure, we can't approach Him unless we are also pure. So everything's there. Bhagavad Gita, as it is, gives all the ABCs, all the basics then we go to the Bhagavata and we learn the details and uh, the same things were repeated to us again and again so that we will learn the subject thoroughly Then then we'll be eligible to go back to Godhead by the grace of the Lord and the spiritual master Hare
1: Krishna. And, uh, back to Rupa. Yes, Bhagta Rupa. He says that he found his quote in a Satsvarupa Maharaj book called Chaitanya Charitamrita Ashraya. Ah,
0: Hare Krishna. Very
1: nice. next is from Dalinitai
0: yes Dalinitai
1: dear Sri the Guru Maharaj please accept my obeisance Hare Krishna thank you for tonight's reading I am wondering about the persona of death personified is this person considered a devotee of the Lord with a certain thankless task in the material world and what would be his relationship with Yamaraj Thank you, your servant, Dharani Uh
0: He's an assistant of Yamaraj. Simple. Every quality, everything has a personified form. And it also has a uh, an impersonal aspect feature just like a king or an an executive of a very large company. He's just one person and by his energy by his thoughtfulness, by his plans and by his assistance a big uh, entity comes into existence but that, that entity who is the or, or that person who is the uh, former of that entity is the personification of that entity. So, similarly, death personified is an assistant of Yamaraj who, who uh, assists him in dying, in, 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 in the deaths of the conditioned souls. Hare Krishna. I don't know any more detail. There's probably more details in the Puranas than that, but I haven't read them, so that's all I know. Hare Krishna.
1: Next is from Subhara. Yes, Subharao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. One of the many gems from your readings is from 4.13.27. Quote But by chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra one can attain the highest benefit of sacrificial performances. Even if the Hare Krishna Mantra is not chanted properly, it still has so much potency that the chanter gains the effect. Unquote. I remember the verse from the very first chapter of the first canto. Apana goram ya nama vimucheta, yad Living beings who are entangled in the complicated meshes of birth and death can be freed immediately by even unconsciously chanting the holy name of Krishna, which is feared by fear personified. Unquote. I am not perfect in my chanting. I was meditating on this. I am praying to the Lord to improve my quality of chanting. Daily readings, key dry.
0: See, the holy name of the Lord
1: is not
0: different than the Lord. Nama Chintamini Krishnas Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Puno Shudo Nityamukta Vinatvan Namanamino the holy name of the Lord is non-different than the Lord. Vinatvam namanamino. Therefore it is chantamini, touchstone, always pure, always liberated. But we being contaminated can't perceive the holy name like that. But the fact is that if we're not offensive even if we unconsciously chant the name, we get benefit. We always get benefit uh, by, by coming in touch with the holy name. But the benefit depends on the quality of the chanter and on the quality of the hearer. But by constant hearing, or periodically we may not hear constantly, we, but we may hear again and again over a long period of time, the pious activity builds up. Shinbatam Swakata Krishna Punya Shavanakirtana. The hearing of Krishna's name, the hearing of Krishna's pastimes, the hearing of Krishna's devotees' activities, they're all Chintamani. They're all absolute, non-different. And they have the potency to purify uh, the heart of a conditioned soul. So when the verse said that you quoted even unconsciously uh, chanting the holy name one immediately gets benefit. That means that unconscious chanting is not offensive. There are ten offenses and all of those offenses have to do with your consciousness. But if you're chanting unconsciously just as Ajamil chanted the name of his son, he didn't chant intending to to call upon the Lord he, he chanted Narayana because that was the name he had given his son and because he chanted uh, that innocently or without offense, even though he was sinful throughout his life uh, he was given a chance in the same life uh, to come back, do the proper sadhana and then return back to Godhead. So one is never a loser by chanting the holy name of the Lord. No matter who you think you are, no matter how bad you think you are or how improper or imperfect you think you are, if you just continue to chant uh, if you keep chanting the holy name of the Lord, even if you're offensive, eventually the holy name, which is the only thing that is powerful enough to counteract the offenses to itself, to Himself, will purify you and make you eligible to go back to Godhead this is the Pura- Padma Purana Hare
1: Krishna Subraha says thank you for your encouragement
0: Hare Krishna you deserve it
1: <laughs> and from Daitari Hari
0: yes Daitari Hari
1: It was also interesting to hear tonight that one of the reasons Anga got an evil son like Vena was a benediction uh, to help him become detached from family life because even though he was an exalted devotee, it seemed to be indicated he was a little over-liberal in his dealings with his wife.
0: Well, we have the the classic example of our own dearest Śrīla Prabhupāda who uh, married a Vaishnava lady but she was not inclined to spiritual life. And Śrīla Prabhupāda was always inclined to spiritual life because he was trained by his father and then he met his spiritual master. And so he was fully uh, inclined towards spiritual life. But even after working hard, and he was very expert, by the way, uh, I had the, good, the fortune, great fortune, of meeting with Giriraj Swami in 1978 in Bombay, uh, a person named uh, Pranlal Bogilal. He was a very aristocratic Gujarati man. Uh, Generations and generations of, of big wealth came down to him. And he told us that your Prabhupada could have been the richest man in India. He was so expert and so together and so sincere. But Prabhupada's businesses, after he built them up, they one after another failed. And he became more and more inclined to preach after having met his spiritual master. And his wife and family had wanted nothing to do with him. And therefore he, he remembered this verse and I'm sorry I don't remember the Sanskrit that describes that when, a, when Krishna favors a devotee he will sometimes take away all of his opulence. And then family members will become uh, disgusted with him and he will have no recourse than to surrender to Krishna. So therefore, uh, King Anga uh, took advantage of the situation of this bad son and went to the forest. And became liberated, Hare Krishna.
1: And more from Bhakti Rupa? Yes,
0: Bhakti Rupa.
1: So if we continually hear from the scripture and we apply what we've heard, then gradually over the course of a lifetime we become spiritualized and purified and are able to realize our relationship with Krishna. Sambandha Abhidaya Prayojana
0: precisely thank you very much for crystallizing yes distilling the thought
1: Dhanitai says thank you Guru Hare
0: Krishna Dhanitai. thank you
1: and this is from Rati Manjari
0: yes Rati
1: dear Guru Maharaj please accept my respectful obeisances all glories to the Prabhupada Tonight one point I liked is this from the purport of 4.13.34 In the Bhagavad Gita the Lord says that he awards (laughs) benedictions to the worshipper according to his desire. The Supreme Personality of Godhead gives all living entities conditioned within this material world full freedom to act in their own way. But to his devotee he says that instead of working in that way it is better to surrender unto him for he will take charge of the devotee. That is the difference between a devotee and a fruitive actor. The fruitive actor enjoys only the fruits of his own activities, mm. but a devotee, being under the guidance of the Supreme Lord, simply advances in devotional service to achieve the ultimate goal of life, to go back home back to Godhead. End quote. It still sounds attractive to me when I hear that Krishna gives me full freedom to act in my own way, even though I know from experience that my own plans do not give me the results I am looking for.
0: Well, to act in your own way doesn't necessarily mean that. It also means to act with the talent and the gifts and the facility that you've been given in this human form of life. Everybody is different. So even among, even among devotees, their tendencies to serve uh, will differ from one another. Some will like hearing and chanting best. Some will like studying best. Some will like menial servants best. Some will like preaching best. So that's what it means that the Lord gives uh, freedom to act according to our own capacities. And he also is true that he gives freedom to act the way you want. It may not be in devotional service. You may want to do something else, but then you have to take the fruits. Hare Krishna. This is
1: also from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Krishna is so liberal that he gives us the choice, but I am grateful that he also keeps nudging me in the direction of surrendering to him. Your daily readings are daily reminders of Krishna's higher plans for me.
0: Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Please continue in this mentality. <sighs> this is from Bhakta Peter. Yes, Bhakta
1: Peter. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, O glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Tonight I found the purport of text 20 to be an interesting reminder of how weakly theft is dealt with in today's democratic Kali Yuga society. Mm. So much so that in many societies the citizens take the punishment of thieves into their own hands. It was shocking to hear that no one would dare to steal due to the king's severe punishment. Mm makes me reflect on how prevalent crime is in today's society oh yes we have become accustomed to its prominence
0: yes and therefore we are in a dangerous place and that is meant to is Krishna's mercy to to help us, to inspire us to surrender, to want to go back to Godhead Hare Krishna and this
1: is from Subra.
0: Yes, Subharao.
1: Quoting the, the, the verse 1088.8 Sri Bhagavan Yaham yasyaham anuginadi Yaham
0: anuginadi,
1: yes. Is it the personality of God had said, If I especially favor someone, I gradually deprive him of his wealth. Then the relatives and friends of such a poverty-stricken man abandon him. In this way he suffers one distress. After another. Yes, but that's not the full
0: quote because he, in doing that he has no, no alternative finally but to surrender under Krishna and he does so. So that's the blessing in disguise. And because of that here we are reading Śrīla Prabhupāda's books. He was writing these types of thoughts many, many years before he came to America. He was always thinking like this. How to make the world Krishna conscious. How to spread the holy name all over the world. So he got that uh, benediction by having all his wealth taken away and the disinterested family Hare Krishna so Lord's mercy comes in all forms Hare Krishna Ananta Kripa wants to say something
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj thank you for the reading it's very nice and very nice reflections as well. Just make the whole thing very <laughs> nectar. Um my question was uh, we heard about the uh, uh Seva Parade and where we're we performing service were we performing also some offences. Hmm. So my question was uh, how how does this offenses comes out? Is it because of inattention? Or? The Seva
0: Aparad comes by uh, not following the uh, shastra when it comes to worshipping the deity. Not being cl- clean, not being careful yet. But those of Seva Parads are not as uh, serious as nam Oh. and by chanting the holy name sincerely you become relieved from the Seva oh, okay. and there are also prayers every day you now have been with our morning program those last four prayers five prayers hmm. that we offer those are the prayers for relief of Abharams and Seva
1: wow
0: thank you Hare Krishna Thank you very much. As usual, the uh, reflections are just getting better and better as Śrīla Prabhupāda's books get better and better. Even though they're the same words on the page, every time we hear them, they're a little better and a little better. Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam ki jāi Samaveda-bhakti-brinda ki jāi Gaur-premanandi-hari-hari-bho See tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as now we hear about. The appearance of the next incarnation, King Prithu. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.